Hey there, welcome to the Hot Mess Mom Health Podcast. Do you wish you could find a sustainable way to get healthy and not feel overwhelmed in the process? Do you find yourself up late at night scouring Pinterest for meal prep ideas and quick workouts? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel stressed out and disappointed when you fall back in your old habits, drive through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru for the second time this week, all while the fresh produce you just bought goes bad? Hey, I'm Rebecca. I too am a working mom of two littles and self-proclaimed hot mess mom. All my life I've struggled with trying to maintain a healthy weight and feel good in my skin. I could add yo-yo dieter to my resume. After I packed on 50 plus pounds with two pregnancies, I decided to change for good. I wanted to stop obsessing about food, stay consistent, and set a good, healthy example for my kids. But I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the energy, or accountability to stay on track until I changed my mindset and created one healthy habit at a time. In this podcast, you will find simple, actionable steps so you can create a healthy lifestyle and get relief from the overwhelm. Spray that dry shampoo, grab your iced coffee, turn up the volume, and let's get healthy. Hey there, happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Mom Health. I hope you guys are all having an amazing Monday so far, and I'm so grateful that you are here with me another week. And this week, I kind of want to give you guys something a little different than what I normally speak on around here. Usually, I'm talking a lot about weight loss and motivation and different fitness things. And I think health and healthy living encompasses a lot of different things. And part of that is, and part of my journey has been trying to look for ways to remove toxins from my life, kind of just living a more natural, healthy life. And I don't, and this might sound bad, but I'm not like one of those people that's like obsessed with it. But I do find that all these little things that I can do for my body do add up and they do make me feel better. And I feel better about things that I'm doing for my family, things that I can give other people as gifts or advice. And I try to do my own research, but I don't obsess about it, which I think is important because this can be a huge rabbit hole for somebody. Um, But we are living in a world that has a ton of toxins around us, right? There's toxic people, there's toxic technology, there's toxic food, there's toxic products. And There's never going to be a day where you're able to live in a bubble and remove yourself from all of it. But I think there's some things, some tips and tricks that I've learned along the way, things that I started with that might help you in your journey, especially if you're health and wellness focused and, you know, maybe you're looking to lose weight, but you're also just trying to better yourself and feel better and remove as many things around you that could potentially be holding you back from where you want to go. So I find that looking at my life and trying to take baby steps with this approach is really great as well, just like it is with food and everything else. You know, when you're looking at living a more natural, holistic, toxic-free life, taking it one step at a time. So I kind of made a list of seven things that I kind of started with when I was going through all this and a little bit about my, my backstory too. I have suffered with acne for a very long time, probably as long as I can remember actually having skin, I've had acne. And also I suffer from weird hive issues and skin issues that I've had off and on throughout my life, different allergies and sensitivities to things. So that's kind of what took me on my journey is like really trying to get to the root cause of what is happening with these things reacting on my body, you know? So you may have something similar where maybe you're having some weird skin rashes, some weird skin, you know, reactions. Maybe it's asthma, maybe it's something, and you just haven't gotten to the root of what's going on. And maybe you've been prescribed some things, maybe you haven't, maybe you feel like you've tried everything and you just want to give up. But 
I don't ever think giving up is an option. I think there's always things that we can do to better ourselves and kind of maybe even looking outside the box, right? Like a lot of this isn't, you know, in a textbook somewhere or some doctor's going to tell you. It's kind of stuff you have to kind of do homework and research on your own, unfortunately, because that's the world we're living in. So what I put together today is seven beginner tips and tricks for starting to live a less toxic life. So I hope these help you and some of them can, you know, be an easy way to get into this without feeling overwhelmed or without feeling like you've turned into like a crazy psychotic person where you're neurotic around every single item in your house because we just can't be like that. We just can't. We can't live in a bubble, people. We just can't. And everyone makes fun of me because I probably should live in a bubble with all the weird skin allergies I have, but I can't either. So we just have to, you know, truck through and figure out how to live around the things that we can and keep ourselves the healthiest around them. So here we go. Number one, my number one tip trick for living a non-toxic life is adhere to the dirty dozen list and the clean 15 list. So this is something that's put out every year by EGW, which is the environmental working group. And every year they update it. It remains pretty similar every year, but there's definitely some other stuff that they add to it. And number one of a dirt, the dirty dozen list this year is strawberries. So basically what that means, if something is on the dirty dozen list, that's something that you should really, really, really consider buying organic because there's it's been heavily treated with pesticides. They're going to get into your body. And if you can avoid at all costs the items on the dirty dozen list, buying conventional produce, always buy organic for the dirty dozen. So And the clean 15 Number one is avocado. So you don't have to necessarily buy organic avocado. They're pretty clean. So it's a really good list to kind of take with you to the grocery store, kind of put into your memory, just kind of know the items you should buy organic. So just to give you a couple more ideas, strawberries there, spinach is there, kale, nectarines, apples, grapes, peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, and tomatoes. So all of those items should be priority on your grocery list to get the organic option if at all possible if it fits your budget and if it fits like if the stores have it because that's also another problem right now but yes so sticking to the dirty dozen list and buying organic if at all possible and the clean 15 it's like don't stress about it so that's avocados corn pineapple onions papaya sweet peas asparagus honeydew melon kiwi cabbage mushrooms cantaloupe mangoes watermelon and sweet potatoes so again if you can buy organic that's great that's another extra benefit but you don't have to with those because they've been found to be pretty clean, even on the conventional side. So that's step number one. Number two is ditch your candles. Now, I've done a ton of research on this. Now, you can always find conflicting things, but I always err on the side of caution. If there's enough studies out there, if there's enough information that says they're harmful, basically what they've the studies that I found that are saying that candles are harmful come from paraffin wax candles. So I'm not speaking to soy or beeswax or anything else. I don't know much about those, um, if they're good, bad, or indifferent. But paraffin wax candles, when they are burned, they release toxic chemicals. That's pretty well known at this point. Um, and there's a couple people out there that have even went to the extreme of saying that being around an hour of a burned, can- like a burning candle is equal to smoking a single cigarette. So, you know, I don't smoke. I've never smoked. I know smoking is toxic and it's very bad for your lungs. I think that like nowadays that's pretty common knowledge. So knowing that there's a potential even there that it's equal to smoking a single cigarette is something that I just don't want to expose myself to. So if at all possible, ditch your candles and switch to 
um, like a, a essential oil. You know, there's a couple of really good brands out there. I personally use Young Living, you know, but do your homework there too. Do your research and figure out which brands are the purest. I know there are a lot of things on the internet, a lot of companies, a lot of things in stores. I would always do your homework on, you know, making sure that that's the purest and it's actually what you're buying. Because I know there's a lot of things out there that maybe say one thing but are another and are just filled with a bunch of crap. So even when you're looking at oils and things like that, you do have to still do a little bit of homework. But for the most part, they're safer than candles. Um, The oils that I use, I feel really comfortable about. I've done my homework, my research. They're extremely pure. And there's so many other health benefits to using them as opposed to the negativity of potentially smoking a cigarette. So ditching candles is number two of starting to live a more healthy, non-toxic life. Number three, and this is something that when I found out, I was completely shocked, but switch from fabric softener sheets to wool dryer balls. Now, I poo-pooed this for a really long time, but let's back up. When I'm looking at all my skin issues and like I have weird like, um, like allergies and sensitivities, you know, thinking about it now, fabric softener sheets, they're all over your clothes. Your clothes, therefore, are going on your body. And then if you're having issues with your skin and you're having like rashes and sensitivity, it could be from your dryer sheets. There's a ton of research and links out there on the internet that show that they are skin irritants for sure. Then there's a a ton of other stuff saying that when they are heated, because there's a bunch of preservatives in them, it gets released in your dryer. So that's now on your clothes as well. So if at all possible, you can switch to the little wool uh, dryer balls. They're super cute. The ones I have have little oranges on them. I think I got them on Amazon. I got other ones with little sheeps from a company called Norwax. Um, just getting them. They're not that expensive. They last a really long time. And if you do like something scented, you can put a couple drops of your favorite essential oil on them and put them in the dryer with the balls. I have no problems. Even my husband doesn't use dryer sheets anymore, which I never thought I would get him off of them. But um, I don't really have a problem with fabric, you know, with uh, static. I don't really have a problem with my clothes not drying properly. Everything's fine. And we don't have any fabric softener sheets at all in my house anymore. And we haven't for years. So that makes me feel really good that I'm not putting that like on my kids. I'm not putting it on my skin, just knowing how sensitive I am. My daughter's looking like she might be sensitive to things as well. So you know, it's just a really good, easy thing you can do. You can buy for 20 bucks a pack of four dryer balls on Amazon and you never have to buy dryer sheets again. So there's a cost savings there as well. All right. Number four. And this one you probably have heard something about, but maybe to not to this degree, but stop drinking water out of any type of plastic bottles. You want to drink out of a stainless steel or a glass bottle. And what I've been seeing over and over again is the verdict is even out if the BPA-free ones are safe. So that was very concerning to me. I am, you know, obviously BPA-free is, you know, what's out there, what's marketed. And I'm not a researcher, but I do read a lot. So I'm seeing a lot of conflicting stuff now with the research stating that the BPA thing, yeah, they switched from that, but the potential of what else they use in the plastic could potentially be hazardous too with the substituting of BPA. So for me, I would rather just steer clear of it. Um, I do still have some plastic in my house that I'm trying to wean out, um, replacing them with stainless steel, you know, water bottles for my kids to drink. I pretty much have been drinking out of stainless steel. And it's hard because my kids are rough on their water bottles or like cracking the stainless or smashing it, denting it. But you know what? It is what it is. They're going to have to drink out of them. I can't give them glass. So they're going to have to get used to the stainless steel and not damage property while they're walking around with them. But, you know, just knowing that really concerned me. It's like, oh my goodness, like, you know, here we are thinking BPA free, we're doing the right thing. But it ends up that it's not really great 
as well, potentially. So for me, I'd rather just steer clear and stick to something that we know isn't going to damage us or hurt us if we're trying to better ourselves. All right, number five, this is something that I've in the last couple of years adjusted to, and that's wearing blue blocking glasses when looking at screens, either for a long time, definitely before bed. It's definitely a habit thing that you have to get yourself into, and I'm not perfect with this whatsoever. However, I do wear an aura ring and I can monitor my sleep. When I do wear them, basically after dinner to bed, I definitely get better sleep. There is 100% some type of correlation with that. So at least for me, for there's so many companies out there making blue blocking glasses right now. It's really just give it a try. It's not going to hurt you, right? It's definitely not going to hurt you. So why not try? And the blue light coming from the screens is toxic. We're overly consuming it. Basically, it's overly stimulating us. It's switching our circadian rhythms. It's getting it all messed up. So if we can do something to kind of get rid of that a little bit or alleviate maybe eye fatigue, even if it helps just a little bit to me, it's worth it. So for me, getting rid of the toxicity of like all the screen time, if you can lessen that, I think we should be doing it. So again, I'm not perfect with that either. I have a pair of glasses. Um, When my son was doing virtual learning, I did get him a pair and I told him to wear it when he was on the screen because I was very concerned about all the screen time he was having. I don't know if it helped him or not, but it made me feel good about buying them. And I'm like, you know what? It's doing no harm. So you look cute with your glasses, dude, and just do it because mommy said. (laughs) So again, I just, it made me feel good. And I do think there's a ton of research out there now that is showing that, you know, if it, the only thing it affects is your sleep, that's a huge deal, right? Like we all need to be getting our sleep. Quality sleep is so important. So to me, it's worth investing in a pair of blue blocking glasses um, and get ready some of that toxic blue light. All right. Number six is... Don't drive yourself crazy with all this stuff, right? Like there's, you can buy books and you can go out and listen to podcasts on just to- healthy, non-toxic living and you can go down rabbit holes for days on this stuff. You can nitpick every single thing around you. You can start researching out the wazoo and you can literally drive yourself crazy and freak yourself out and that's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Not worth it at all. What I would recommend is taking like inventory of what you have in your house that maybe you use every single day, right? What are those four or five items that you use every single day? Do some homework on those products and see maybe you're using something that is all natural. Maybe you're using something that's terribly toxic. Do an evaluation of the things that you use every day. Pick four or five items. Don't go crazy with an inventory list of your entire house because you will literally drive yourself nuts and just say, okay, these are the five items that I want to focus on. These are the five five items I'm going to do my research on. I'm going to see how toxic they are, see what kind of issues they could potentially be giving us. And maybe by chance I'm using a couple of things that are actually okay. And take stock in which ones you're putting on your body every single day, number one. And then number two, how much of your body they're going on. So for instance, lotion is probably a big one because you're covering a large part of your body with it. Body wash because you're putting body wash on a large part of your body. Deodorant, right? Little things that you use every single day with shampoo, conditioner, maybe it's a chapstick you're using, whatever it is, maybe it's your makeup, you know, maybe it's your foundation, maybe it's your face lotion, maybe it's a sunscreen you use every day, maybe it's something you put on your kids, maybe it's baby powder, maybe it's the lotion you use for your baby. Whatever it is, take stock in those items and focus on that for a little bit, right? Like do your homework, do your research, get comfortable with those items that you're now using, make swaps if you need to, 
and then maybe take on another three or four items. Or maybe you're just okay with what you've taken on and that's fine. You're still reducing your toxic load, which is what I think is the most important thing. Reducing our toxic load and then year over year, maybe adding one extra thing and reevaluating what you're using to see if maybe a cleaner pocket product has come to the market is huge. Every little bit adds up. I truly believe that. And with the world that we're living in with so many things kind of working against us with our environment and things that we're consuming and putting on our bodies, whatever little bit we can do to chip away at that, I think is humongous. You know, I just think that there's so much benefit in that because a lot of people don't even take notice. So that's number six. Number seven is I wanted to recommend three really great apps to you that I use. Um, One of them is something I've recently found, but the other two are something that I've used for a while. Uh, One is a website. So it's EWG, Environmental Working Group Healthy Living, is the app. They also have a website, um, and they have a ton of resources on there. And you can type in a product. You can scan a product, I believe, on the app, and it will tell you, it will give you a rating, and it'll explain all about how they rate things. Then there's another... um, app called Think Dirty, which maybe you've heard of. It's pretty popular, um, but it has a lot of beauty products on there. And again, they have their own rating system, but you could read about the product. And then there's another one that's recent that I actually found someone else had posted on Facebook and then I kind of explored it and now I uh, downloaded it and I've been using it as well. And it's called Yucca, Y-U-K-A. And that is really cool too, where you can scan it and you can type the product in and it'll give you a rating and it'll give you like the risks and, and actually what the chemical is that it's giving you that risk level four. So I like them all for different reasons. Um, I tend to take the same product and use all three and see if what they're saying jives. Sometimes it doesn't, um, just in full transparency. And in a way, it's almost good because you can kind of evaluate it for yourself. Like maybe you're not somebody who suffers from asthma and fragrances just don't bother you, right? That if fragrance is the reason why, or it's a you know, in, inhaling, like a, if you can't inhale it or it hurts like lung toxicity or something like that, and you're just not sensitive to smells and stuff like that, it might not be a big deal to you. And on another app, they don't even rate it on that, you know? So just really evaluating each and every item that you're using, use those three as tools, you know, they're just tools in your toolbox um, and see what you think. I just hope that it makes you more aware of what you're around and just becoming a more knowledgeable person about the toxins that were around and the products that are good for you and not good for you, how the marketing kind of goes, because natural does not mean that much (laughs) on marketing things. Um, Yeah. And I just, I believe that in order to be fully healthy, we have to look at all the things that we're doing, all the things that we're putting on our bodies, in our bodies, what we're doing to our bodies, our mental health, all of these things. There is just a bigger approach to it. So I hope that you guys found value in this. Um, please reach out to me with any questions, with topic ideas, with anything I can do to support you at hotmessmomhealth at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Hot Mess Mom Health. If you love this episode, please leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me and it would help me get the word out about helping other moms reclaim their health. Thank you so much.